This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, sir. It's hour five of the G-Bag Nation here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. We're about to be joined by a special guest as we continue the NFL discussion. It's been one of our talking points throughout the day as Albert Breer earlier today on the Dan Patrick Show talking about uh, the relationship of uh, Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. He is the senior NFL reporter and lead content strategist at the Monday morning quarterback, uh, Albert Breer, uh, joining us now on 105.3 The Fan, and a good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great, and, and thanks for coming on and giving us more insight. Uh, should, you know, Mike and Kellen Moore not getting along, how bad was it, and is that the main reason that he's now working for the Chargers? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think, Brian, that the, it's just his sort of run course, you know, and I, I think from the start, you know, there's a little bit of an awkwardness to it, and that you know, they're both play callers by trade, um, both offensive coordinators by trade, like both came up um, having run their own offenses. And, you know, I think for a time they made it work. And, you know, I think some of the the issues that they had with the offense this year, you know, added to some of the opportunity that was going to be out there for Kellen, um, led them down this road, you know. And so I, I the way I look at it, um, you know, like the fact that they had the three years together, I think, is you know a, a a good indication of how they were able to make something work that maybe was going to be awkward from the start. And, um, you know, I, I just think at the very end, um, you know, like with how well Kellen interviewed in, in Carolina, and then the amount of offensive coordinator opportunities that were out there, and then how this year went, like you said, like things weren't great between the two of them. Um, yeah, it's sort of time for everybody to move on. What is the biggest issue the team faced, and, and should Cowboys fans be optimistic that, that Mike McCarthy can do a better job of, of fixing that than, than he would have with Kellen Moore here? Well, I, I think it's the one thing it will do, I think, is kind of streamline the operation a little bit, and so there's there's going to be you know one voice you know, atop the offense, and I think there's going to be less of a melding of ideas, and that can go both ways. You know what I mean? It can be good to have a lot of different cooks in the kitchen. Sometimes that can be too much, so you know, I, I do think, you know, having the head coach working directly with the quarterback can have its positives. And um, look, like one of the things, if you look at Mike McCarthy's history in Green Bay, they went back and forth between him calling plays and him not calling plays a lot. And, um, you know, in the end, I think it was one of the reasons why things went the wrong way there. Um, you know, now I think this is sort of a test of, of, of where Mike is as a coach and, you know, where he is as a play caller after not having done it full time for a while. Um, and I think what you want to try to avoid is this sort of turning back into that game of hot potato, which is sort of where it was at the end in Green Bay, where, you know, it was sort of 
it felt like almost like every other year they were switching whether or not the head coach was doing it or not. Um, you would hope if, you know, you're, you're the Cowboys that this is a hard pivot and the, that the Mike is going to, to stick to, this, to the decision that he's making here to take play calling with Callum Moore gone. Hey, Albert, I was, I was hearing this, a lot of the same things you were. And, and the, one of the things that, that I was hearing was that Kellen Moore got tired of Mike. It, I mean, it maybe the back and forth and all that, but it was more about Kellen's like, listen, I, I, I need to move on. I, I don't, I, yeah. you know, I don't particularly want to be here anymore. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of scrutiny by the fan base. I mean, you know, here's the offenses. It's one of the top offenses. They're scoring points, the quarterback, all this stuff. But I, I got the vibe that Kellen just maybe it's not so much about Mike, but he just didn't want to be here. Yeah, I, I, and I think like there's a there's a career advancement piece to that definitely, uh, Brian. Like I, I look the way I look at it, um, you know, I, I, I think with with the the way the last few years went for Kellen, where he was in the mix for jobs, but he's never really been able to quite break through and. He wasn't close on a whole lot of those opportunities. I, you know, I do think that there's that piece of it where it's, I want to be able to run my own operation. And that was sort of what I was getting at, like where when you got two guys who are experienced as play callers and, you know, two guys who have their own ideas of how you should run an offense, well, you know, if the, if the head coach isn't calling plays, the head coach is going to interject his ideas. And I, I think – I mean, look, like the Charger job to anybody, you know, because Justin Herbert's there, because, you know, you've got Rashawn Slater and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, you get the whole group there. Um, it, that, that job would be attractive to anyone. But for, you know, and for, for, for a guy who's a play caller, the fact that, that Brandon Staley's a defensive coach, I think that's a plus too. You know, mm-hmm. that usually means that you're going to have more autonomy over what you do on the ball and maybe be closer to sort of the head coach of the offense than you would be if you had a head coach with offensive background, as was the case for Kellen here in Dallas, there in Dallas. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's definitely a part of it is the, the, the career advancement piece of it. You know, I think for Kellen, there's a better chance of, of him making that leap. And especially after he came close with Carolina, going to a place where there's no gray, gray area on who's, who's running the show and where if they have a really good year and Justin Herbert finally breaks through and becomes a player that I think everybody thinks he can be, there's going to be, you know, another uh, another piece of career advancement there for him with, you know, maybe the chance to become a head coach. It's Albert Breer with us here on 105.3 The Fan. So as you're hearing, is it a done deal pretty much that Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays or as they continue to talk with other OC candidates? If he finds somebody that he likes, maybe he will give that to somebody else. It sounds like he's going to call plays. Now, you never say never with this stuff because sometimes if you're in competition with, some, with, with another team for someone you really like, um, then maybe you'd offer something like that. I, I still think though, guys, like, like, let's say like you're competing with, you know, with Baltimore for, for, for an offensive coordinator candidate. Well, you know, that offensive coordinator, you may tell that offensive coordinator candidate, yeah, you're going to get to call plays in Dallas. He's still going to look at that and say, well, there's a better chance that I'm going to be able to hold on to the play calling responsibility in Baltimore because John Harbaugh isn't, you know, doesn't have the offensive background. So, um, is it possible they offer that up? Maybe. I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make if you're in competition for certain candidates. And you also have somebody, I think, in-house and Brian Schottenheimer who has like had that had the role that, that Ben McAdoo had before um, where he's sort of working on both sides of the ball and you know could be a great resource to Mike McCarthy and probably wouldn't need 
play calling to take that job. Albert, you know, other stuff with the Cowboys beyond play calling, we're talking about the front office and we're talking about Dak a lot. Is the quarterback good enough to win it with the Cowboys' conservative approach to free agency and and how that kind of limits uh, team building? Well, I think part of it's the quarterback's contract, you know. I mean, that's the, the, the fact is that circumstances change when your quarterback goes into a big contract. And, you know, we, I think we've seen that in Kansas City. Like, you look at the, the, the construction of that team, and, um, you know, it's a credit to Brett Beach and the guys in the front office. They've drafted really well, and that's a huge reason why, like, they're able to compete with the Cincinnati's and the Buffaloes. And, you know, Buffalo obviously has – Josh Allen just going on to a onto a big contract, so his numbers are starting to rise. And Burrow's obviously still on the rookie deal. If you look at like the makeup of the Chiefs right now, there are some big money players there, but they're having to rely on a lot of guys on rookie contracts, particularly on defense. And I think that's sort of the reality of having a quarterback on that sort of contract. And it's where Dallas is now too, where you know the the the, the, the reality when you do a deal like that with your quarterback is you're going to wind up having to cheat in other places and having to find cheap labor in other places. And you do that through hitting on guys in the draft. And so I, I understand where people want them to be more aggressive in how they build the team. But I think Kansas City is a really good example of how they've had to make it work with different types of weapons on offense and guys like Marcus Valdez, Scantling, and Juju Smith-Schuster who are, who are there on, I would say, second-tier receiver contracts. And then rookies all over the place, and rookies and second year and third year guys all over the place, and so that's sort of what Dallas is right now with with the quarterback contract, where um, you know it's going to be on you know it's going to be on Stephen and Jerry and obviously the Will, McC- Will McClay and his department to make up for their lack of flexibility financially by hitting on draft picks and getting cheap labor in key spots. Albert, do uh, by what we've learned from Mike, you know, now you know, calling the plays and stuff, or being involved in the play calling and stuff like that, is he put himself on the hot seat? Is that do you kind of see that, or, or is, do you always view the coach here with the Cowboys always on the hot seat? <laughs> I mean, you know what's funny about that, Broadus? So is like we say that, and that's not really Jerry's history. Yeah, you know, like his history is not to have a you know an itchy trigger finger like they. I mean, they stuck with Dave Campo for three years. They stuck with Wade Phillips for four. Mm-hmm. Jason Garrett got nine, you know? So, I mean, I know everybody thinks that, like, Jerry's, like, you know, this gunslinger who, you know, is is is, is going to get antsy and, and start firing people. But that's just not his history, you know? So, I, I, uh, you know, I, I do think, like, there's a lot on the line for Mike McCarthy in 2023. And when you clean out your coaching staff the way that he did, you you basically put it on yourself to fix it. You know, now it's really on Mike to fix it. Um, you know, and I think certainly like the amount of players that they have that are either entering or in the prime of their careers, that puts pressure on, 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 on Mike too, to, to capitalize on the window that they're in right now. So, you know, I think like for, for, for Mike to avoid, you know, this sort of discussion when we get to November and December, two things are going to have to happen. They're going to have to be back in contention again. You know, and then I think Dak's going to have to play better than he did um, towards the towards the end of the year last year. Um, and you know, I think both those things are attainable. But you know, with uh, the changes in the coaching staff that Mike made, there are some new challenges that I think he's going to have to overcome to get there. You know, Albert, I was you know as I watched these coaches you know moved on, some run out of contracts and all. 
it seemed like to me, and I brought it up on the radio a bunch, that Jerry got some guys off Mike's staff and Mike got some guys off that Jerry really liked. Is there is there do you think there's a little bit of that? Am I reading into that too much that you know, it was almost Mike like got guys off of say it again. Well, okay, so like the, you, they move on from the George Edwards and Leon Lett, and you know, and then all of a sudden, like Mike's getting rid of oh, he's getting rid of Joe Philbin, and he's getting rid of yeah. you know, I, I it seemed to me there were guys that Mike uh, Rob Davis, who is has the title of assistant head coach, and is really the caddy to you know to Mike McCarthy. He's a he's just a guy. He's not a coach. He's just a caddy. Is what he is. So, but it seemed like to me there was some bloodletting from Mike having to do some stuff, but then it's like Mike moved on from some maybe some front office favors or front office favorites. Uh, did did you is that am I kind of making it really crazy right now? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think there were definitely some moving parts at the end of the year, and I'm not sure I got all of that broadest, but there was a lot there. Um, you know, but I do think like, I, I do think like you look at like some of the guys that were longtime Mike McCarthy guys that are gone. Right. And yeah, I mean, like I, I, I certainly think, I mean, look, like I, I had heard at the end of the year that like, you know, Jerry really felt like, like, like the team for the, the time for the team was now, you know, right. the group that they put together and having Dan Quinn on the staff and the feeling that that might not last forever like that they had like that they were right in like sort of their window of opportunity. And so, you know, losing the way that they did, it wasn't like the year before where, you know, after the 2021 season, it was a train wreck in the playoffs. It wasn't like that. Um, But I certainly think like, you know, the way they played in the regular season, the last couple of years, puts a ton of pressure on everybody because it's got the owner thinking that you're close. Again, you're paying your quarterback right now. You've got one of the best young defensive players in football um, you know, you've got, you know, on, on offense, like guys who are in their, on their rookie deals, but nearing the end of their rookie deals, like guys like CD lamb, who you're going to have to pay eventually Tony Pollard's up now, you know, Zeke Elliott's at the end. Um, so, you know, you look at all of these different things and, um, you know, I do think that there was, I'd say there's pressure on everybody in the building, not just Mike this year to deliver and falling short of the NFC championship game again, because I think that's sort of the bar now because they haven't been there in so long. I, I think definitely created some of this movement. And um, yeah, I, 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 I'd agree with you. Like it was definitely notable that you had all these Mike guys that are now off the staff. It, you know, certainly mirrors some of the things that happened at the very end in green Bay as well. Albert, with Sean Payton now being the head coach in Denver, Sean Payton's always a name that that we bring up that's linked with the Cowboys. Is that something that's kind of overblown, or is there actually still mutual interest there for whatever reason that marriage could come about? Wait, say again, the the what, the, sorry. Sean Payton with with the Cowboys, uh, in in, in terms of that, with him now taking that Broncos job, we talk about that all the time. Is that something that there's still actual mutual interest interest between both parties or do we kind of overblow it i i think well i think that's done i mean i i can't imagine like this it's hard for me to envision a scenario where this isn't sean's last job you know and so and and look like the the broncos had to keep this alive over the last couple of weeks you know like this was a this was a process and i think there were a lot of people that felt like sean was probably going back to fox and there was you know obviously the flirtation with Jim Harbaugh, that didn't go away over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, the run at D'Amico Ryans, they really liked D'Amico. And so there were just a lot of moving parts, I'd say, in the Broncos' search. And so 
the fact that they were able to kind of stick it out and land Sean Payton in the end, and the fact that Sean was willing to go there tells me this is something that's long-term and this is something that probably Sean's going to view as his last job. Now, I, I can't tell you that Sean won't do three or four years there, walk away, and then two years after that maybe something happens. Um, you know, but I, I, I don't like that, that. I don't think that's on anybody's radar at this point. Like, I think I think the idea here for Sean is that this is going to be his last coaching job. And I think the idea for, for the Cowboys um, now, right now would be that a conclusion like that is probably not in the cards. Outstanding report, Albert. Appreciate your time so much. Have a great offseason. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. All righty. G-Bag Nation. It is a... It's a Tuesday tradition through the football season. We only have two of these remaining, one following the Super Bowl. It's a conference championship edition of TD Tuesday coming up next with your guy Zach Wolchuk here on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, GBAG Nation. Hope you're having a fantastic evening. Hope you're staying cold and uh, cold. Hope you're staying safe and warm. Uh, uh, we do anticipate tomorrow will be more of a return to normal, but we can't be sure because it's staying super cold. We do want to see as it warms up later in the week, though. And you can register now for your chance to win a slot to play in Fan Bowl 2023. That's our paper football tournament. We've been doing it for a decade, maybe longer, and it's uh, it's back. Uh, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, Revolver Brewing Company inside of Texas Live. $3,000 in prize money is up for grabs. Go to 105thefan.com, click on the contest page, and sign up for your chance to win a slot. And we will see you at Texas Live Saturday afternoon. It's time now for TD Tuesday. Here's Wolchuk. Thank you very much, General. And uh, as we do every Tuesday, we have gotten together the best touchdowns of the conference championship weekend. And, well, let's do it. It's time for TD Tuesday. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. TD Tuesday shakalaka. All right. It's time. That sounded crazy. That sounded crazy. What happened? I don't know. We had some reverb. We had some reverb going. 
Oh, it's Vader. That's what it is. It's Twilo Vader. I thought, it, I thought it was stuff going on with us. <laughs> no, <laughs> I it's stopped. Twilo. I stopped it's... singing because I thought I was doing something wrong. <laughs> yes. Well done, L.A. I love that you. That was great, Lucius. I'm like, oh no, don't I messed up. Yes, it is Twilo Vader when he uh, he texted in and he was dressed in full Darth Vader gear. And uh, he sent it to us via Twitter, and now we have it to live on for every TD Tuesday. <laughs> it's amazing. All good. right, that, we start with the Vader AFC motorboat? Championship game. Yeah, it's a, it's a Vader motorboat. <laughs> we start with the AFC Championship game, the Bengals, and this will be the last time we get to hear their radio crew, and they were fantastic all year long. We love you. You guys might have been the MVP of TD Tuesday this year. Joey Burrow finding his guy, T. Higgins, for the TD. Shotgun snap to Joe. He throws it down the left sideline. Oh, a leaping catch baby. for a touchdown. Yeah. T. Higgins, Woo. full grown man, leaps at the goal line and reels it in. Full. Grown man, um, and that's that's kind of receiver cowboys in trying. Who's that other cat in there, man? I feel like I can take his job. Yeah, ooh, Dave the Lapham, man. Dave Lapham, the hype man. Kill him. <laughs> yeah. Run, oh, Joe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we got Brad Shamblish Alexander here for today's broadcast, <laughs> and here we go, boys. Take it away. All right, let's go. What uh, a catch we... by Higgins, though, man. Fantastic. Some more time yeah. on that, and, and and yeah, you know, I'd I'd love to know as the draft gets closer where you guys think you'd have to take a, a receiver to get one of that caliber because that's a difference maker. I think the second round you will be able to get a good one, but if you're sitting there at 26 and one of these guys falls to you and uh, there's a guy, Zay Flowers from Boston College, that's getting a lot of buzz right now. Small, and I did Smaller guy. He is smaller, which makes me makes wonder. Makes a ton of plays. But he, ton of the, plays. the size might be the reason the Cowboys don't like him because I think McCarthy's history is he likes the bigger receivers. Brian, am I wrong on that? No, you're not wrong at all. Not wrong at all. But we he's a guy Jerry that's getting a three hundred pounder below the waist, of course. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He's getting a lot of buzz. So if you have one of the top guys that ends up sliding to you, and it might be also a reason why they wouldn't like a Jordan Addison, possibly at a USC one hundred seventy five pounds. Yeah, yeah, he's also a smaller build. But I think in the second round you might be able to pull uh, pull the trigger there on one of these receivers. But it does go deep. You don't have. I don't think you've got you know your elite top cat like a Julio Jones or an AJ Green or. Uh, some of those guys that we've seen in years past, but you've got you've got some good quality at the position, in my opinion. I don't even think you have a C.D. Lamb or, or a Jefferson too. There, yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I think that they'd be they'd all be ranked ahead of the top guys yeah, this year, absolutely. Personally, yeah. All right, let's uh, get the final TD Tuesday call from the Bengals this year, and it was Samaji Piran to tie this baby up at twenty all, and we thought we were going to OT, but it was just the last TD. T. Higgins motions from right to left. Joins Chase on that side. Burrow hands it off. P. Ryan fighting, yeah. struggling forward. Yeah. There's the signal. <laughs> Touchdown. Bengals on a two-yard run by Samaje P. Ryan. Get in, get in, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. Lucius, how are you going to hype that one up? Oh, yeah, come on, there we go, baby. <laughs> oh, I seen it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, let's go to KC, their side of things. They were very, very excited. They're also a very good radio crew. Patrick Mahomes finding his guy, Travis Kelsey. Chiefs go with three tight ends and a shotgun. They roll it to the right side. Mahomes pump faking. Now fires it late for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. 
Kelsey, Travis Kelsey from Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs lead 12 to three. And now Mahomes to Kelsey in the postseason for the 13th time. That's second in National Football League history to only Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. They're getting closer and closer to passing Brady and Gronk. Man, it's crazy. He's so good. You know, I, I do wish he would stop with the 90s uh, wrestling cliches. You know, I imagine after that he went over the sidelines and was like, oh, yeah, brother, slap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as part of a celebration. <laughs> but he's something else. He really is, man. What a he, hell of a player. He's special, man. You, I mean, that's a team you can move on from Tyreek Hill and you feel okay because you still have your number one receiver and his name is Travis Kelsey and he plays tight end. But that's just how special – that dude is all right let's go to pat mahomes this time he's finding mvs who might have been their mvp with all the injuries they had at receiver on sunday mahomes do your thing mahomes will fire it late for the end zone caught marquez valdez scantling on his backside touchdown kansas city Man, both defenses made the teams earn their touchdowns. Hell yeah, yeah. they did. You know, yeah. it t- took incredible throws and adjustments by ra- wide receivers to get those bad boys in. That's what it, it's such a shame because of the Cowboys situation. I mean, you go back, they, mm. you, you go back and watch that tape, man. Defensively, they did exactly what they had to do, had to do to win that game. Excuse they me, did. But, hey, man, it's a shame. Shame you couldn't get enough points. Love to have seen them try and shut Philadelphia down. Oh, seen it would have been fun. Would have been fun. Yeah. It would have been would fun. Would have been fun. All right, let's go to the NFC Championship game. This one was not fun for us to watch. In fact, uh, I kind of wanted to skip this one like it didn't happen, but we can't do that. This is TD Tuesday, and we ought to celebrate all the TDs. You know, we, we don't discriminate against any of them. They're I was all having just fun winning my money back. Beautifully symmetrical. You're right. At least, yeah. at least there was money in here, and we got some bet payoffs that are due now as well. But Christian McCaffrey may be the best TD of Conference Championship Sunday. Run CMC. Handoff McCaffrey off the right side. Jumps over Marcus Sapp. Still fighting. Breaks a tackle. Touchdown! CMC! Oh, CMC. He huh? changed it up. He did change it up on me, man. I was going to give. No. I didn't know he was going to change it up on me like that. Well, Brian, give me your call. Ball. Give me your call of it, Brian. Uh, touchdown. San Francisco. There we go. Because yeah. that's the last time we're going to hear from those, it. those dudes over Goodbye, there. Goodbye, San the Francisco. Adios, Take guys. all your hate with you. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. hater aid. Because then it was aid. just an Eagles party. And your buddy, old Mel over there. Uh, doing his thing, Merrill Reese. Mel? Oh my, Mel. Yeah, I don't know why I called him Mel. He looks like a Mel to me. Mm-hmm. But I guess Mel and Merrill, they're one and the same. From Miles Mel's generation. You could see him at a diner. For sure. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Mel's diner. Perfect. Yeah. That's where Merrill is, sitting there having his apple pie with a little bit of ice cream all mode. Here's uh, Miles Sanders for TD, <laughs> TD number one. On second down, the give goes to Sanders up the middle. Touchdown! Eagles lead. Mm, yeah, what's up with the guys up there? They like all this. It's kind of a Francesa thing. Maybe that's where they get it. They're all like, oh, uh, like who was sitting around saying like, wow, that that sounds really cool when you make your voice sound like that. Let's all do that. <laughs> 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 and they, they all grew up listening to uh, our guy out the Dodgers, Ben Scully. Ben Scully, yeah, but was Scully didn't do that. Vince I know, Scully, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. Why did what made you decide? Why did you not want to like emulate Vince Scully instead <laughs> of like 
some other guy. Who, Maybe who, it's their natural voice, but who's hiring these guys? He, he was hired a long time. <laughs> you were, I, I think you were. Yeah, you were probably two or three years old when he was when he got yeah. this gig. Yeah, but a bleeping statue for having unique sound. Yeah, he does have a unique sound. Maybe we'll run into old Mel Merrill out there uh, in Arizona. We'll talk to him for a little bit. I know he loves sure. Brian. He'll he, stop he does, for Brian. He'll stop down for me. That's definitely a play by play guy with a crap voice, Merrill. All right, well, let's get right. more of the crap I'm voice. I remind him of that when you see him, like, hey, that guy over there thinks you got a crap voice. <laughs> crap voice, call number two, Boston <laughs> Scott for the 10 yard TD. <laughs> they go to Scott, tries to sweep. He's at the five. He pushes forward. He is in for the touchdown. Boston Scott. Good block by Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith with a good block there. He can't even enunciate words. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get off Merrill Reed. Harold Carmichael's the the color guy, right? No, Mike Quick. Mike Quick. Whoa, okay. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, Mike Gosh. Quick, number eighty-two. It's Mike Quick. I knew it was one of their one of their receivers yeah. back in the day. Gosh dang it! Harold probably couldn't fit in the booth. He was so big. He's a tall guy. Huge. All right. Here we go. Jalen Hurts, the final Eagle call, and we don't have to hear. What from are you doing here now? Till the Super Bowl. This is the one to put it away. Well, Hurts is a Texas kid. We at least got to celebrate him, right? Okay, well, absolutely, yeah. Dad's a ball coach. Damn right. Take it away, Jalen. Hurts again under center. He sneaks. He pushes. And he is in. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. I'm going to say this. The Eagles are 15 minutes and 43 seconds away from the Super Bowl. It's yeah. about to be 28 to 7, and the 49ers have nobody who can throw a football. <laughs> He's honest. Yeah, yes. He was very observant at that point in time. <laughs> yes. That was probably uh, Crap Voice's best call of the three. Did you have something to add uh, to Jalen Hurts there, Lucius? I saw the mic move. I wasn't sure if, if you wanted to Oh, get, no, to no, no, no. Somebody said something about his father, and I just want to remind the uh, audience that he is Broham Black. Cadillac Broham. Burgundy Broham Black, by the way. Newports and uh, Domino's on the weekend, Black. You know what I'm talking about? Slamming them on the table. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> from, from We're like, smoking on that Coming from left field. That arm go way up and come way down. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Joe Burrow. We're smoking on that Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, this conference championship Sunday edition of TD Tuesday in the books guys real quick though i did i did just want to mention this before we have time for crosstalk did you guys see freaking tyler huntley got into the pro bowl today yes that's yeah. epic okay, i told you i tweeted touchdown passes i tweeted this stop. out they needed an anchor on the tug of war Oh, <laughs> so he's gonna be point. the anchor on the tug of war yeah, yeah. aren't they playing games i mean they're playing they like it's, they're playing games so they need they, a, they need a strong guy for anchor the tug of war that's it's that's the pro guy. bowl games yeah. and the reason he's in is because you had mahomes burrow and allen they were the original pro bowl honorees and then you've got mahomes who's in the game burrow and allen are out burrow just decided i don't want to go he bowed out that's Allen's hurt. That's, that's what we're getting now Tua and herbert were tabbed as alternates and then you've so now you're going to have those two, I think, in, in Derek Carr was asked and one of them's not able to do it. So now we end up with Tyler Huntley because Lamar Jackson's still also hurt technically, so he can't do it. So I, it's just ridiculous what's going on here. Well, I'm glad they found somebody, you know, and he somebody's got to do it. Yeah, maybe he'll be awesome. Just just throw it to the, the stars. Let him run flag football. He's got a shot. Yes, sir. Yeah, he'll be fun. Yeah. Tug of war. He'll be the anchor. It'll all be good. We're fine. 
Hey, uh, by the way, The Rock has responded to Travis Kelsey's rock impression, Uh-oh. tweeting, my boy said what he said, and I appreciate the shut yo over the formal shut yours. Okay? So uh, he was he was rating his uh, uh, jabroni and know your role and shut your mouth. Get says, jabroni. It's very important to leave out the UR on that. Joe Burrow has responded to the Chiefs yelling at him. Uh, Chris Jones said it best, don't you ever, ever, ever. I'm going to look right in the camera and say disrespect Arrowhead. Joe's response, I think that's what makes football fun. It's all love at the end of the day. They know the respect that we have for them, and, and we know the respect they have for us. I don't know if they know the respect you have for them, Joe. I, you know, I, I do think it makes it more fun, but I don't want my team doing this. I think that's my final take. Like, thank you, Joe, for providing all that bulletin board material, but you got an incredible defensive performance from Kansas City, and then you got a run from Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure if either of those things happen if you hadn't spent like the best part of the week uh, you know, insulting the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and their I blame the mayor more. I yeah. blame the mayor. mayor. Just stay out of for that, that borough headline. Well, just for yeah, for him like calling out the yeah. Chiefs and Proclamation Days, Burrow Joe Burrow Day. Burrow yeah. Yeah. By the way, Burrow Head is how I like to end all my dates. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. It's good policy, you know. Very responsible. Okay, we got to run, Nation. Uh, when we come back, oh, the get right is going to be ready to join us. Reggie and KG seven to eleven every weeknight here on one hundred five three. The fan. Thank you, Lucius. You have a few more hours to get signed up for Fan Bowl twenty twenty three. It's back and it's Saturday afternoon at Texas Live, starting at three o'clock. Revolver Brewing inside Texas Live. $3,000 in prize money. Just go to 105thefan.com, click on the contest page, and you can sign up for your chance to win a slot in that Fan Bowl tournament. Get Right is coming up next, 7 to 11, live and local sports radio content here for your listening ears. And uh, Reggie Atatula from that Get Right joins us now. And a good evening, sir. How the heck are you? Yo, I'm doing all right. Uh, do we have KG? Is KG around these parts? No, he is, but there's a just a little technical issue. Yeah, that. we had KG for a second. I was talking to him down the line. Everything was fine, and oh, all and of a sudden he says, "He just said, I can't hear you, man. Oh, Where'd you no. go? Yeah. You ready to go solo, Reg? Absolutely not. Uh, we just, I saw. Yeah, we're gonna be like, hey, uh, let me see if we can get Boomer Valenti on the line. Hey, <laughs> hey, you got this, buddy. Uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll do some sports. We'll do some sports. I'm sure we've already got backups in place. I just don't know that we should already be going to the backup before technically before the show even starts. Actually, okay. Well, it'll be it'll be a fun listen either way. I'm sure, <laughs> it always is. Yeah, uh, you get you get. I the, see. I see. KG sitting there. Yeah. Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he? He just can't hear. Is this like a game show where they can't let you know you can't hear the password? Yeah. Is. You guys should all point at him and start laughing and see how he responds. He's so sick right now. Is oh, that man. Palms up kind of thing. And the best part is it's not like a big like you know frustration. It's just a very slight. Just uh, so I, I, this is so, what do I do right now? Yeah. So is he home broadcasting? Yes, he is home broadcasting. Like his one way of getting here, I'm pretty sure the bridge is closed down, so he wouldn't even get gotten here if he wanted to. However, oh, he's wow. excited to talk about, you know, some of the things that you guys talked about with Albert Breer talking about the Kellen Moore, Mike yeah. McCarthy situation that we've learned more about today. We're gonna do that right off right off the jump. Um obviously have an opportunity to talk about the new NFL coaches or, you know, I guess one is a retread. Of sorts, we'll do that in eight. And at eight twenty, we get to talk to Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyball about these Mavericks. Let's see if we can fix them, or at least complain enough to make us feel better. You know, I don't need you to sp- spill the goods or anything like that. But you know, thumbs up or thumbs down when you heard 
Mike and Kellen didn't see eye to eye on a on a bunch of stuff. Does that make you optimistic about what might uh, change for the Cowboys? Yeah, I'm optimistic. If for all, no other reason than if it crash and burns, it will crash and burn in a different way, hmm. right? Like I don't. I think one of the most frustrating things that could happen is if you get a change and everything looks the same. Because like everybody's like, so what was, what was the point? What did we do here? We just gave up a whole nother year. So ultimately, like, just giving us an opportunity. Let's see if it works with something different. Like, let's try some another iteration. And if that other iteration doesn't work out, then we have some answers. And otherwise, if it does work out, boom, you got to fix. Had some a bunch of breaking news throughout the day. So uh, much. Congrats to D'Amico Ryan. He's the new head coach of the Houston Texans. Sean Payton, uh, head coach uh, head of the coach Denver Broncos. Do you see them becoming a contender now? Can can Sean Payton get that uh, ship on, uh, back on the right track in Denver? That's a fantastic question there. Um, I know that I've heard folks talk about the idea that Sean Payton's worked with a short quarterback before, right? Like he has huh. he has that experience, and maybe that is some level of I – I don't know how translatable that is. But, I mean, look, if there's anybody that knows how to scheme up offense in these uh, this NFL, it's Sean Payton. So, yeah. again, in the same ways that we're talking about with Mike McCarthy, if it doesn't work then, I think we have some answers, right? So, hey, I, I'm, I'm interested to see it. And one thing I will say, right, we, we did get some news out of Seattle and Denver that it seems like Russell Wilson is like, I want to do it my way, guy. And there is something to be said for the, the stature that Sean Payton has. Like, it's a little bit harder to do that in that room. It's something that we've talked about with, like, Kadarius Tony, where he was a little bit of a malcontent. You get in the room with Patrick Mahomes, like the best player in the NFL, it gets a little harder to do this, right, for you to have yeah. your ego type things. And I wonder if just by the nature of Sean Payton is in town and he is definitely, like, the sheriff now, if that gets uh, Russell Wilson to, like, fall in line and then everybody can pull in the same direction. I mean, how could you have that bad of a statistical season and still have it? It, it just seems like, you know, he's a guy that, that relied on escapability and mobility to create opportunities, and he got older and, and slowed down, and those things left him. You know, I, I don't know how, if you can put that back on board. It's, it was like, you know, Cam Newton three years earlier. It's like if you depend on mobility to that extent – I think once it starts to be over, I can't see you reinventing yourself, or at least I wouldn't be willing to bet on it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, but one thing that we talked about with Denver, the whole reason why that move made sense is that there's a whole bunch of weapons there. So it's not yeah. like you need peak Russell Wilson to be there. You need a quarterback that is capable of running your system. Yeah. And, I mean, you're not going to tell me that he doesn't have the intellect to do those things. Yeah. Um, so I think that maybe if you get that to where – Payton, you know, you have Sean Payton's, uh, the benefit of his also football mind. You pair those together, maybe you can make something shake. I'm not telling you that this is absolutely going to be the case. I feel like I'm selling you a little bit here. But I do think that there is, like, the possibility there. And, uh, hey, man. No, I like it. Who I cares? Like it. Who cares? It's, it's, it's the Walton money. They yeah. got they got it to spend. It's fine. I'm feeling the sell right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Nathaniel Hackett got fired. It, it is possible that a head coach just screwed things up that bad, right? It's possible. Yeah, I mean, oh boy, did he ruin his name, right? Like he got he he is the Nathan Peterman of coaches now. Like he is, he is now the standard bearer for bad quarter or bad coaching situations. What a shame! Might need to get the Taysom Hill trade ready. Oh. Sorry, sorry, Will Chuck, what'd you say? No, just the uh, the Taysom Hill uh, Saints <laughs> t- trading him to Denver. That that might happen Ooh. soon. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I I could not imagine that. Uh, we we had the DeAndre Ayton audio. You know, Tim McMahon, I think you guys had it last night. I think that's where we got it. But are you guys fans of that idea, maybe waiting for the summer? Is is DeAndre Ayton the right kind of guy to pair with Luka? It's tough. One, of, I know that KG cannot speak at this moment, but one of the things that he had a little bit of a, a concern about is that DeAndre Ayton can be a little passive. He can be a little finesse with 
while being like a big guy that you would hope at times would be able to go and impose his will. And that's kind of a little bit of a frustration. However, you cannot deny the amount of talent that he has. And he seems to be like largely healthy. So you pair those two things together and he is instantly like the best, you know, side number two or whatever you want to call it that Luka Doncic has had. And when that's the case, look, I don't know how much you can be a stickler on this. You need to get him help, right? Like, I think we've had this conversation for so long. Get him help and the type of help that is uh, in the right uh, stratosphere, and he is that guy. And then ultimately at that point, that is when you entrust a guy like Jason Kidd, who you view so highly, to make all those other things come together. I'm going to see if I can get one of these pizza melts delivered from Pizza Hut. Have you tried these yet? No. I like it. I, look, this is the type of thing that I love working at 105 through the fan for. Y'all are the type of folks that will try that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if yeah. it ends up being a banger, y'all will let me know. And now I don't have to be an early adapter. I can just be a follower. You know what I mean? It does look good, it although it's basically you're folding over a piece of thin crust pizza, right? I mean, I don't yeah. know. Is it that in- inventive? Well, it's two pieces. Okay, so it's two pieces on top of each mm-hmm. other? I guess. So. All right, let's, let's do it. Let us know how it is. <laughs> it's like the fourth time I've ordered it in the last week or so, so I'd, I'd give it a big thumbs up. Looks like they're still closed for delivery. Don't blame oh, them. Come on. All righty, uh, here comes your get right. Reggie Maybe. And KG, we'll see. 11. See you, buddy. Thanks <laughs> so much to Lucius Alexander and the Pimp Cup. Carter Freeman coordinating your video. Uh, Woolchuck and brought us till tomorrow at 2. You're going home with the G-Bag Nation. At ease. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.